inspiring you to reach your goals and live your dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. Alrighty, guys. Uh, today we have an awesome guest on here, uh, Devin. Is it Devin Allen Johnson? Man, he, a young entrepreneur, who I think he's gone through a few different cycles, a few different businesses, and he finally landed on like this big winner, huge winner. Uh, connected, which is like a, a software that um, helps people connect on LinkedIn, and I'm sure he could dive more into it. Um, but this guy is the real deal. They are absolutely crushing it. Uh, what city are you in, man? Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, and that's like downtown right there, right in the backdrop. Backdrop. Yep. Cool, yes, man. sir. Sweet. Are you originally from there? Or from somewhere else? So I'm from 25 minutes east of Indy. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. New Palestine. Just a little suburb, uh, yeah. smaller town. You know, one or two stoplight type town. Oh wow! Yeah, smaller. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. How how'd you grow up? Um, how was you like? Were your parents rich, poor, whatever? How'd you get into? I mean, how this evolved? Yeah, yeah. Kid, what was it like? So as an or as a kid, I began uh, entrepreneurship at 15. I started by reselling shoes, Nikes, Jordans, Yeezys. Uh, if you know what a sneakerhead is, you know, it's 100% a sneakerhead, still am. Um, but I started with, you know, from adversity, right? My sister got diagnosed with cancer. Uh, my dad stepped out. Uh, from our household for a year at that time. He just didn't know how to deal with it and kind of, I guess, just fled from it. My mom and dad were never married anyways. It was always a divided household. Um, So put my mom in a real tough situation where she had to move into the hospital. And it was either me move into the hospital with them at some called the uh, uh, Ronald McDonald home at the Riley's Children's Hospital or figure out a way to help mom. And so sneakers was my outlet. So I knew shoes were collectible and desirable. And then I found out how you can sell them through Facebook groups and then figured out that there's events for this type of uh, sneaker collecting. Started going to smaller events and then eventually starting my own inside of high school. So my mom was a factory worker. My dad was a massive drug dealer, actually. So I've I've seen two very unique lifestyles. my dad struggled with addiction almost all of my life and then was in prison for nine years as well. So like I've seen the the dark side of life and yeah. you know, the, the street smarts that, you know, most people would say, but I, I learned from my mom, a good work ethic and, you know, you know, just do things right. Right. So um, with that being said, go ahead. No, I was just, I wondered, uh, was your dad in prison while you were a kid or is this like after you, uh, you're kind of, uh, you know, I'm going to say grown up, but, over 18 out of the household and stuff. Yeah, no. So as I was a child, uh, mm-hmm. so I was going to see him as I was a kid. My dad actually passed away when I was 21 from an overdose. Oh, yeah. Jeez. So I, and I was the only one in the family that could, but I didn't show Ford to bury him because he had pissed everything away at that time. Uh, I had nothing left to his name. And so I, uh, I had to write the check to bury him actually. So it was, uh, it's a huge motivator for me. Uh, and life to, you know, be able to control my environment at all times and make sure that I'm, I'm set up for success at all times uh, from, from all that adversity as a kid. Yeah. Did you get into any trouble or anything that growing up? I mean, like a lot of people, I mean, myself included, I got into some stupid shit when I was in, you know, high school mm-hmm. and college and stuff. I mean, I didn't come from like, I, 
I actually skipped all that. I, I watched my dad piss it all the way and struggle through it. And I was put, you know, head of household, like in the state of Indiana's eyes at 16. Wow. When I was head of household. So, so I, sneakers. I don't sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Sneakers and just hustling, you know, just making it happen. I started on a scooter and I got my first pickup truck and then all of a sudden I got a Jaguar Then I have an Audi and I was parking in the teacher's lot. Uh, I went half day, um, but I got put ahead of household. I went half day for the rest of high school. Huh. So I just, I just hustled. Right. So I actually skipped all that. And then I watched my dad just piss his life away mm-hmm. and it really motivated me to avoid it at all causes. I respected my dad's hustle. Didn't respect how it was getting done you know right so it's good to know man yeah uh that sounds like a tough i mean your dad passing away when you're 21 too like were you close with him at all like i mean yeah yeah no i you know for what it's worth i did you know love my father and was was close with him in the sense of like he was like a friend right but he just wasn't like father role gotcha you know so and he actually was sober for almost a year and then he relapsed and that's what killed him. But in that almost year of sobriety, uh, we became pretty close and he was, he worked, started working a actual real job for the first time ever. And so like, he was like trying to go down the straight path and then uh, he just relapsed and it it killed him instantly. Damn. So. When you're 21, what were you up to? You still selling sneakers? Uh, I was doing shoes, but more so digital marketing because when StockX came out, uh, the mobile app for buying and selling shoes, um, it killed the resale margins and then put transparency on the market of what to buy and how much to pay for it, right? And so uh, I started a little digital marketing company uh, called Mission to Market with my business partner here at Connected. And we were selling websites, SEO, and we specialized in Google My Business Marketing. I was like our little niche that we focus on for car dealerships. And, um, you know, we just hated service-based revenue. So 21 is when, so right when my dad passed away, like the idea and the plan for connected just got in, put in place. Cause okay. I started connected four years ago. So when that kind of all happened, connected was already in its infancies. Um, we didn't have a product to sell yet, but we were really close. Right. So we, we pivoted out of service base to reoccurring as partners and uh, never looked back. Now we're over 160 employees and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do almost 30 million of revenue this year. Ooh, congrats, man. So, uh, I appreciate that. No, that's amazing. So you're 25 then? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm 25. Yeah. Jesus. I'm 28. And I'm looking <laughs> like you're young and I'm like... Because, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, oh, I might do half a million this year. And I'm like, you know, excited yeah. about it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it's like, no, there's different stages, man. You know? Oh, totally. I actually, yeah. You know, speaking of different stages today, actually, I take delivery of my uh, first like crazy exotic. So um, what is my it? Ferrari, it's a 2012 Ferrari 458. Uh, and it's one of four it ever got twin turboed by a really big company called Dallas Performance. Dude, that's sick. So, are those, yeah, um, I think so. 
Was you mind if I ask what it ran you? So all in, you're about 230. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet man. I mean, yeah. Ferraris so, have like a, a resale value though, like one of the few cars, right? Afterwards. Yeah. Yep. yep. Flip, so flip I've them. had um, I've had over 30 cars. I've had R8s, Maserati. I mean, yeah. you name it. I've made money on every car besides one of the Maseratis that I had. Um, yep. That thing just hit me hard. So I actually buy these higher caliber cars, know how to drive them and then sell them for a profit. This Ferrari, if I hold it for about a year and a half, um, I may be able to make upwards of 60 or 70 grand on the car. Yeah. And you get to drive a Ferrari in the meantime. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, man. And then, and then I have another supercar. It's a Nissan GTR. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a 1100 horsepower GTR. And um, that's just my baby. It was my first dream car. I bought it two years ago and I've just sunk tens of thousands of dollars into it since. So I'm not, I don't ever plan of getting rid of that car. Mm. I, you know, I want to get into, you know, maybe just like some tips and trip uh, tips and tricks for not tricks, but for people who are listening, they're starting a business. And I mean, scaling to 30 million is crazy. Like, um, if you could break it down, let's say someone's like just about their they're hitting like their 10k months, they're doing all right, or maybe they're not even 10k, they're, but they're 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 approaching it. What are things that they could do to have like a quantum level of growth uh, in their business? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few things that it starts with the mindset, right? So a lot of people better start scaling a business. They never thought about their end destination of where they're going to go. So this sounds arrogant to some people. It sounds like I have an ego, blah, blah, blah. It's none of that. But I knew I was going here plus a whole lot more. Yeah. I knew this was happening, right? So to say, oh, I'm here, like, I know I'm just getting started because I know I'm going to run a multi-billion dollar company. Like, I have thought through that and manifested Of course you are, man. You're 25 right now doing 30 mil. (laughs) Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, So it starts with the mindset, right? Like I knew I was going to be in this position, but very few people start a business and know where they're going. How long so ago do you think? Your, how long ago do you think you knew that? Like, was it like since you were like a kid, or was it like once yeah, you started yeah. your digital so, marketing agency? They were like, "Oh, I'm going to be thirty million or whatever." So I knew that I was, you know, different at about sixteen when I was able to make the type of money I was making with the shoes. I knew about 18 that I was going to go change the world. And I just didn't know what vehicle it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then when connect when I found and created Connected, Connected was literally started from a beverage napkin, found a developer, like nothing like it ever existed. Right. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that was the vehicle to to, to get the run going. Right. So at 18, I knew I was going to go change the world to impact millions of lives in technology. I just didn't know what it was going to be. Does that make sense? No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, st- it starts with having an idea or desire to be somewhere further down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. Then go back to your current state of your 5K a month or 10K a month. Some people don't feel and lack the worthiness of success. They, they don't, they mentally can't comprehend, you know, making $7 million in profit. Like they don't even feel worthy of that. Right. Yeah. What, what, what do you, you say to those people or what, what's the, how do you get around that? So 
someone listening and saying like, you know, I'm, I should, I'm just someone who waits tables or I'm just someone who, you know, I mean, I'm never going to make more than 50 grand a year. Or like what should they say or do to themselves to, to get around, to get over that? Because you, like you said, like, you're never going to outperform your, your self image. Like, I mean, you didn't that's right. It, you know, it's true. So what would you, what's your advice to those people? Like as far as this specific. Yeah. Um, so an exercise I actually run here at connected is to think of them to have my, even my team. I run this once a quarter for all the new employees is I want you to try your best to write a hundred items or situations or places you'd like to visit own or do like a bigger version of yourself just in life. Like just if money was no object, no, you didn't have to work. It was just abundance. Yeah. And describe, describe that bigger version of yourself. And then I have them reverse engineer. Hey, in where you're at now, you are worthy of where you desire to be. Like if you can think it, you can achieve it, right? Yeah. If you think you can be here and doing these things and you are able to write down even 40 things out of 100, let's reverse engineer where and what you're holding on to as a, a, as a insecurity. So a lot of people that have that limiting belief, they're holding on to an insecurity of something, either my childhood wasn't good enough, my mom or dad weren't rich, whatever whatever the insecurity is, you have to attack it, be aware of it, and just own that that's not you. It's the past, right? We're in the present Mm -hmm. and we're working towards the future. So you just have to address the insecurity, Mm -hmm. see a bigger vision and version of yourself and be able to reverse engineer what is realistic in the next six, 12, you know, 24, 36 months, like take a, a, create a roadmap and just take massive action on it, but understand that you are worthy of the success. You are a human being. You are handpicked by whichever, you know, faith or religion you believe in. You were handpicked to be here and make an impact. You are doing, you know, the world, no justice sticking with where you're currently at and settling to be average. Mm. Damn right. So now someone's believing in themselves, right? Yep. They, they, they're, or they're actively trying to overcome. They wrote their hundred things that they want. They're telling themselves they're worthy of it. Um, and then the, they found maybe their next like five steps, but like, what's going to like really, you know, take them from a hundred K a year. Like for me, like, like how do I come, you know, mid six figures to, to you know, mid six figures a month, like that seems like a huge mm-hmm. jump to me in my head right now. I think I'm worthy. Yeah. I think I could do it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know it's possible. I think it's actually just like it, it's waiting for me out in the future. I do think that's happening. But dude, you're yeah. 25. You did this quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so, I'm like trying. Like, what's the shortcuts here, man? Yeah. So a lot of people as they're building a business. Actually, around your revenue range, they start to build. And I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general. No, totally. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, people will start to build an ego or an attachment to their their baby, their business. Like they're like, I'm I'm making it. It's my 500k, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in but in reality, that is like not even a drop in the bucket of what you're worthy of, right? So in order to scale past that, you have to be able to release the ego of 
attachment of the business and controlling everything and find key players that you can release the, the workload and vision. So you're selling the vision of where you can go and it takes other people to scale with you. It takes people on the bus to get past. So zero to a million, you can do over two to three people typically, depending on the business, yeah. maybe some outsourced co- subcontractors. After a million dollars, it takes systems, processes, and discipline and understanding that you're not in the marketing business. You're, I'm not in the tech business. I'm in the people business of attract, retain, and develop key individuals around my vision and understand my company's the vehicle to get them from A to B. So the, the first thing you need to do is lay out a clear roadmap of how you can get to a million dollars, $2 million, right? What key accounts do I need? How do I need to change my pricing model? How do I need to add a new service? What is needed in the mathematical equation to the 2 million a year you're trying to get to? Mm-hmm. And then reverse engineer the people you need on your bus to get you there and understand that you need to release the ego and the attachment of this is mine to this is ours. And this is a vehicle that's going to get you from thinking at average to thinking more abundant. We're going to do this together. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, this is obviously industry specific, but I think there's some general ways you could do it. Um, who do you think are some key players as roles in the company that you think like the majority of businesses should have? Like, is it sales professional, you know, VP of sales or um, yeah. COO? Or what, 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 what's your opinion? I mean, clearly you have chief, 162 employees. So Yeah, chief operating officer is key. Uh, a visionary needs an integrator. So right. you're, you're more than likely a a visionary, uh, if I had to take a wild guess, mm-hmm. but for us, we, we think so big sometimes that we need someone to say, okay, well, this is the first step, right? Right. So chief, yeah. chief, chief operating officer that can reverse engineer your crazy vision. Your, your third hire in, in, it can be a business partner. It can be something, but just giving you a title is a president. So a president in my company looks around corners and helps me decide on the risk to take within the company, right? And helps me with key relationships as I'm trying to go out and, and shoot whales, right? So okay. my president is very strategic. That's Let me totally- ask a couple of questions about that because I'm, I'm interested. It's almost what it sounds like. Um, it's almost like a babysitter that really cares about you. Like almost like a yeah. like Bruce Wayne's uh, butler, right? Yeah. Um, because like yep. it, sometimes I don't know. This I've run into this as an entrepreneur is like when I'm by myself and I can go make any financial or investment decision in the business. Uh, I mm-hmm. make decisions like a like a like a child, and you know, yeah, waste money in, in stupid ways. And this guy's gonna say, no, you probably shouldn't spend your money on that, or like slaps your hand away from the stove and says, no, let's go you know, talk to this person over here. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's my CFO in this day and age where Mm -hmm. I'm at and not not the president. So my, the president can start or, or your partner, he can also be a business partner Mm -hmm. can start by being that, but it needs to be the yin to the yang, right? I'm the hard closer, hard pusher, hard visionary run through the walls. 
He's a, you know, challenge everything, critical thinker, strategy guy, can balance me out. And then he's good, really, really good at building key relationships and adding value fast. Mm. So he, he will go get the people I need, bring them to me. I close. Got it. Yeah. Does it make sense? No, it does. Because in, in my head, in my company, I might be that guy who's also a visionary and I need someone to come in and just be like the, like I'll close business for my company, but like I'm not talking like these huge, huge, huge deals. Um, like it's relatively, I have a service that people want or need and <laughs> they find me, they they like me, I can sell it. But um, I think just having someone that could drive sales for my company would be huge. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, and that, that gets to, you know, the fourth hire I would make if I was restarting as chief revenue officer or VP of sales to uh, go in and, and, and be able to build that framework for that team to be able to, you know, keep pulling it in. Yeah, there's only so many hours you can be selling. Yeah. Right. Now, zero, so I made a YouTube video about this. So zero to a million, the CEO should be selling everything to learn what the market wants and doesn't want and the where you're falling short and making sure you're under promising and over delivering. So like zero to a million of revenue, you should be just grinding your ass off, just trying to figure out every bullet hole or, or, you know, issue that could come up. Yeah, totally. Um, now this is great advice. I mean, it's already helped me and I'm getting like some free coaching here, man. Sweet. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, um, no problem. Before I forget, like, where can people go follow you? You said you got a bunch of like great content and free value on, on YouTube. Yes. So uh, my Instagram is just Devin Allen Johnson. That's D-E-V-I-N-A-L-L-E-N Johnson is J-O-H-N-S-O-N. It's all one word. Um, I have around 70,000 followers. I have like five to six fake accounts at any given time. Dude, I have no idea. Why. Wild, man. I followed you and then I'm getting followed by all these fake accounts, man nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Instagram will lead you to my YouTube and then LinkedIn is just my name, Devin Johnson. I'll probably be the first top three to uh, pop up. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So I want to like talk about what's connected. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a bunch of, uh, entrepreneurs are gonna be listening to this along a bunch of people who have their own business, a lot of B2B people, right. Um, what's connected? How can it help them? How can it make them more money or save them more time? Or connected automates any task or or top of funnel outreach on LinkedIn. So, if you think I should be spending time on LinkedIn to either grow your business, recruit within your business, or grow your personal brand on LinkedIn, connected's going to automate all the mundane tasks that takes you five, 10, 15 hours a week if you're doing it right. Mm. So you guys have like, um, is it like a, a, it's obviously a software, but are you guys doing it for people? Are you just giving them the software and saying, go have fun or are you giving them training? Yeah. What does this look like? So we, yeah. So you can go to our website, just buy it, go 89 bucks a month, figure it out all on your own. Mm-hmm. Then you can do, you can bump sell at our fast track consulting where you'll get an account manager and will hold your hand through the entire process and meet with you four times and then unlimited face-to-face customer support. That is 1500 and then plus your monthly subscription, or we'll do everything for you at 2,500 a month. Got it. 
So you, you at twenty five hundred dollars a month, you're going out prospecting, finding the right targets, and and uh, connecting with people. Getting are you filling their calendar with calls and stuff like that? Yep, yep, filling yeah. the calendar. Ten appointments a month, bare minimum. Bare minimum. I mean, mm-hmm. depending on what you're selling, it should be pretty easy to make that twenty five hundred back, right? Yeah, we we uh, we won't take a client on the done for you side if the LTV is not twenty five thousand or more. Ooh. That makes sense. Got it. And that's so, like average LTV. Lifetime yeah. value for those listening, if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> lifetime value. Yeah. Um, so you're, yeah, I think connected. I mean, I. what about like those like limits that you, you know, LinkedIn has, like you, you can only connect with like, you know, 30 people a day or something like that. Or they, I, I heard that they just shut some, I do social media too, but we don't do any outreach on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I, I heard that like they, they're cracking down on it. They're, it's not going to be as good because I, I mean, you ask anyone, they're sick and tired of these, like, you know, someone, whether it's a VA sending it that doesn't have, you know, proper English sending me a message saying that they could, uh, you know, yeah. the service or help me out and stuff. And everyone's just tired of it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is LinkedIn's reaction to say, let's like get rid of the, like, well, let's put a limit on how many messages we're sending out or people are allowed to send out before we block them and all that type of stuff. Um, I mean, like how to, number one, how does like your, how does connected if they're doing it done for you? Right. Cause I guess it's up to the company if they're doing it themselves, what they're saying, but if you're doing done for you, how do you not sound like that guy who's like, Mm-hmm. You're basically walking in a bathroom and going and pissing to the guy in the, in the urinal right next to him when there's five open, you know, that's yeah, kind of what yeah. it feels like. Yeah. So there's a few things, but it's important to know there's those restrictions that people think are every profile. It's not every profile. It's certain profiles that have a lower social selling index score, which is a report card of how the health of your LinkedIn outreach is it's on a scale of one to 100. Anything above a 50 will not be imposed or affected by any limits. But to be below a 50, um, you are absolutely just spamming and just, just, I mean, just ruining your reputation on LinkedIn. So social selling index score, you can just type that in on Google, LinkedIn, and it'll tell you your, your score right away. Uh, our tool, it's baked right in and tells you your score as soon as you sign up and then puts you on a plan either raise that score or begin, you know, top of phone outreach at the maximum capabilities, but it'll, it'll automate fluctuation. Now to answer your question about the messaging. So um, we do teach you to have two to five things in common with the targeted list you have in front of you before you ever hit send. So whether that's mutual connection, same industry, you went to the same college, you both are fathers, you both play golf, like all of this, very personalized stuff is accessible through LinkedIn's data. And we teach you how to do that, right? Cool. That's, uh, that's, it's easy, but you have to be able to craft the message to say to do a few things in common of why you're reaching out. So short, effective messaging that's intentional, that's also relatable or personable. So those are the three elements that you have to have. It'll cut through the noise on LinkedIn. Yeah. And are you putting this in like the connection request message or are you waiting until they mm-hmm. accept it? Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, definitely in the connection message. Now our program allows you just to do a, a blank, just normal invite. You don't have to use a message, 
but we also have video inside of our sequencing. So your connection message could, could be a video and it's all automated at scale. You know, Hey, John, you see, we connected, um, we have a lot of mutual connections. You, it looks like you also play a lot of golf. We'd love to connect with you. Like no one's getting hit with that, you know, it, with their name, part, oh. you know, stuff they love. Yeah. yeah those, those aren't the messages that people are sick of, you know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, um, but how do you, I mean, you can do the videos at scale, like customize and stuff. Yep. Yep. So we, we have a platform within the platform. It's called connected video it automates the video messaging at scale. That's wild. Cool, yep. That's sweet. Um, now I think in your bio, while I was reading you, you, um, you found the Lord at one point when, when yes, that I happened. Did. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that happened and how did it impact your life? 18 years old. Um, a business partner still to this day, Cody, that's how our relationship started. Mutual friend connected us and, and gave me the whole, you know, God talk, right. That's how I was UNN at the time. Mm. This whole God talk, there's bigger purpose. And I had a hard time because of the childhood thinking that there's a higher power and, you know, I had a little bit of victim mindset. Um, obviously I faced and pushed through it, but a little bit of victim mindset of like, you know, God's not really wouldn't have done this or this or this. Right. So he gave me that whole talk. Um, a day later I'm getting baptized. And then a week, a week later, I'm at a men's group, you know, Bible studies. So what my relationship with God has helped me with is releasing no stress. I literally worry about nothing. Every like the the company could blow up tomorrow and I would not overreact. I'd be calm and be able to figure it out and reverse engineer it. So it's a peace of mind and it's a relationship that I share and just release and talk with every single day and ask for that guidance and, and insight, right? Took me a, well over a year to feel anything. And but now it's at the point where I can feel certain things happening and, and gut, like the gut check happened. was like, no, don't do that. Do this. That's pretty crazy. That is wild. That is wild. Um, now, is it you're, you said baptized, you're, you're a Christian then, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, about when I first started my company, I think it was like, um, I don't know, maybe doing like 1500 bucks a month. I was still waiting tables and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I got a message on, on Instagram from this company out in San Diego. It's actually called jumper media. I'll give them a shout out here. Uh, they do just Instagram growth. It's kind of like what you guys do on uh, LinkedIn, but they got screwed by Instagram and, and locked down and everything uh, when mm. with bots and stuff. So they switched over to like doing it by hand. But anyways, um, they like message me and say, hey, I see you do social media management. Um, we do um, Instagram growth, but we get a bunch of clients to like referrals and we just want to see if you'd be a good partner. And I met with the, the CEO and he um, he took a look at some of the stuff we did and, and he saw our prices. We were charging like 250 a month back then or something like that, 150 or something. And he's like, how are you getting this quality for this price? It doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you're profitable. How is this? I'm like, systems and processes. I've been like, I read the email yeah. like before I did anything and um, it was like all about systems and processes. And um, then he loved it. We bumped up our prices, worked in a referral fee for him. And he sent out an email 
And in one day I got like 30 clients. <laughs> like, you <laughs> know what awesome. I mean? Like, just like yeah. huge, like, um, but I could have like not answered that DM and stuff, but here's what's crazy. I mean, I, I guess not crazy, but one of those clients, um, he's about our age and he, um, he's like, he just wanted to like, not only did he sign up, like just like, and was like really cool on the call uh, when I talked to him, but he was like, like asking me about my business and, and, and things like that. And wanted to help me out with, because he did like coaching and stuff, mm-hmm. but he never, never, ever, ever, ever wanted to charge me anything and stuff. And later on, I figured he, he had, I figured out he, he's got like um, some passive income happening. That's like really substantial. Um, and he's like huge Christ follower, Jesus freak, whatever you want to call it, you know, in, in like a positive sense, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he runs a, a Bible study on Wednesday nights and it's probably a month of talking to this kid a couple months. And uh, I started hopping on and man, it's like, it's just like little things that led me to that. And then on that Bible study is a bunch of like young, young people, millennials and uh, or whatever. And we're just sharing, you know, how God has like impacted our life that week or whatever. And then someone on the call is going to be like, Oh, that scripture goes with that or answers your question of this or that and really kind of get into it. Um, but I do remember, um, I still do it now. It's like, you're right. There's like a lack of anxiety when you are just like, mm-hmm. the weight's not on me. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like God's got this figured out. I don't need, like, I don't have to do anything other than, you know, serve him or serve my family or whatever it happens to be. That's right, man. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. So I think true. that's awesome. I, yeah, for sure. I think I saw a video um, on, on Instagram. You were talking about how your wife reminds you uh, what, what to focus on or whatever. Oh yeah. Remind yeah. Yeah. She'll, she'll take the ego and pull it right down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> back, uh, right back down there. You got to have it. Checks and balances. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, th- I think this was like the, the, the part where you're saying um, like business doesn't come first. It's like it's God. Oh, yeah. Uh, family, her, the business. And then you I think you put like yourself fourth or last or something like that. No, no. no. So it's God, me, family, the business. Business is fourth. Oh, okay. Got it. Why, why, uh, why that order? So God from a spiritual aspect of releasing and making sure that we have that open line of communication me, because if I can't be the best version of me, I can't be the best version for my wife, family, let alone my business. So I come over, you know, the business and the family, because I need to be the, the, the best version for the family and the business and the family. And then the business is always going to be here, right? I've released that ego, that 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 piece. I mean, that needs to do everything. I know my job duties. It's show up on podcasts. It's make strategic introductions, make uh, strategic decisions to, you know, put the company in different markets and capital decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And big big names behind it, and get on podcasts and TV shows. Like that's all I do. Everything else is handled, right? Yeah. So. That that'll be there. I can I can make that happen anytime. So mm. that's what that's what I want my job duties to be, man. Yeah, down the line, that's cool. 
Uh, I got yeah. some questions that I, I ask every guest. I want to like kind of slowly wrap it up with you here, but I'd be interested to get your um, opinion on it. Um, what's your biggest regret in life and why? I really don't have one. Okay. Like I'm thankful for every decision I've made good or bad because I either learned from it or grew from it or it's got me to where I'm at today. I, mm-hmm. I really don't carry any regrets. Yeah. Um, I get a lot, a lot from the guests that I ask. Some of them, it's the other, and they're actually kind of interesting. But what would you say to people that are like carrying around those regrets in their life? You're carrying the past with you. It's dead weight. So you need to release it in order to fly free. Mm-hmm. You can't change what has happened. So why think about it or spend your energy? You literally have a bank of energy every day, like a battery, like your iPhone, right? If you're at a hundred percent and you use 10% of your energy on thinking about a regret you had, like you just wasted that 10% that could have went to making the, the business better, the family better, the personal situation better. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's good advice, man. Um, what's one book you believe everyone should read? Think and grow rich. It all yeah. starts with the mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the the thought and then the action behind the thought and then it becoming like thoughts become things is is just an easy way to put it but it's thoughts massive action becomes things Mm -hmm. it's intentions right right so but that book for someone that believes there's they're only worthy of 50k a year really needs to read that book and he was a janitor that went to you know multi-millionaire yeah um, not to mention all the 500 people he interviewed that are the highest yeah. people in the world. Um, right. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that for a second. Cause I think it's really important for everyone because this, this was an eye opening for me is that it's like a big circle. It's like four different steps, right? You have your thoughts that create your feelings and your feelings create your behaviors and your behaviors create your results. Right. That's right. That's logical. Right. And then most people look at their results and those results create their thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they look at their bank account and it's low, it's empty. They, they think about how terrible it is, which creates these bad feelings. Those bad feelings create these, these bad behaviors because you're reacting in that way. And those bad mm-hmm. behaviors create bad results, right? Um, That's right. And so if you can start with, instead of looking at the results first, you start with your thoughts and you create new thoughts, you can create new feelings, new feelings, new behaviors, new behaviors, new results, right? But like mm-hmm. people like, oh yeah, that sounds great, but how you do it? And how you do it is you, you go and listen to this podcast, you go follow Devin, you go, you know, listen to other people read, think and grow rich, get those new thoughts that aren't yours into your head. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to, uh, you know, compile and hundred percent. Right. What, what do you, what is chapter four? I, I can't remember off the top of my head. You know it. Um, I don't know the exact title, but it, it is the, it's the break. It's the big, yeah, it's the big breakthrough um, mm. chapter where they starting to realize things are, are, uh, you know, coming to fruition from originally thinking and then acting upon. Yeah. Um, and then this is a, you, you, this is a scenario, right? You get to go back in time mm-hmm. and um, you can go talk to yourself at any age, 
mm-hmm. right? What age would you go back to? And then what would you say to them, say to yourself, if you could only say three sentences? Yeah. Uh, probably in 1920, right on the cusp of trying to figure some stuff out. Um, I'd say release your ego, ask more questions, and build you know, stronger relationships by serving up front. Hmm. That's good, man. That's good. Um, dude, I thank you so much for being on. I really like don't have much more yeah. to ask you here. No, it's all uh, good. I'm, we could go deeper for sure on a lot of different things. Maybe we'll have you back on another time. Uh, yeah. You, when you're doing billions. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be great. It happened in no time for you, man. Uh, actually, I do have a question. What's next for you? Like, is connected the thing you're just going all in on? You're, you're not even worried about what's next. There's no big uh, second thing. Are going to sell at some point? What are you thinking? Yeah, no, no, just evolving, connected into the 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 next, you know, the next phase, next iteration, and yeah. um, you know, there's there's quite a bit going on that just can't. It's not quite ready for public, right? So just just know some some big stuffs happening. Yeah. I expect it from you, man. I expect it. Um, I really do. I appreciate you coming on like guys. I mean, this guy's he's, he's got, not only is he 25, but he's got so much going on. He's got the stuff figured out. He's putting out free content for you guys to go on and watch. He's on podcasts all the time talking in, about different subjects and helping people. He came on and gave a bunch of like straightforward tips that you guys could work on. So, you know, thank you. And, um, I, I kind of do the same thing as Andy Frisella. I'm not sure if you listen to his podcast every once in a while, but yeah. I, I like, dude, this is free. I don't want anything from you. I don't want to sell you anything, but I bring a guest on because I think he's going to give you value or she's going to give you value. So I, I would just love for you. Your payment would be just to share this out, share it to someone. This episode may not be for you. You may not want to be an entrepreneur, but maybe your cousin, your aunt, your uncle does. So share this one out, leave a review. We get more people like Devin on here. Um, And yeah, until next time, just peace. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Talk soon.